What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up on the pod, we talk Ray J, Kim K, Sex Tape Part 2, Nicki Minaj vaccination tweet, Norm MacDonald passing, and the movie we are reviewing today, Malignant. Yeah, let's fucking rage! If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz Rob on the mic, you got Cannabis Keenan, he's alright. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. The Hillbilly Hooker. The Hillbilly Hooker. Was she too old at 14? The Hillbilly Hooker. She may have been poor white trash, but Fancy was her name. Mm, The Hillbilly Hooker is coming for you. Hillbilly Hooker. In color. Admission restricted. Oh, fuck. What was that? (laughs) That was an old film trailer from back in the day. (laughs) I want to say for a skin flick. Yeah, it sounds like it. Hillbilly Hooker. You don't know. The Hillbilly Hooker could be the rom-com of the year. I guess so. Of the year 1969, probably. hey She really sold that fucking, uh, that read. Oh, yeah. The hillbilly hooker. She didn't sound much like a hillbilly, though. No, but she got the hooker part down. No, that's the sultry voice she nailed. Yeah. All right. I'm a little hot and bothered starting this podcast just with the fucking intro. And to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. Toughened your nipples, didn't it? (laughs) Bornazua, Romania, man. (laughs) You know that's from? Uh, what was it? Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no. I did, I, that was yeah, Hannibal Lecter. I've seen that. but <laughs> Toughen your nipples, didn't it? <laughs> well, I was expecting something super long like yours. No, like I figured it. Mine was 20 seconds, which yeah. is a lot longer than normal. But I actually cut out 10 seconds of it. But I did not keep anything that didn't absolutely have to be there for that Oh, yeah, that to had to be there. And it did t- tighten my nipples, toughen my nipples, whatever. Toughen your nipples, didn't it? Yes. Yes. Real nipple biter. But hello, everyone. Uh, hello. Good, uh, we took a week off, which is, you know, it's it's the summer months. We can't do, we're not, you know, we, we're, we're, we're entitled to a week off, if I uh, do say so myself. Every now and again. Yeah. Uh, anything interesting happened with you the last couple of weeks, Keenan? Uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, just same same old, same old. Went to the first Chiefs game. They won that. That was sweet. Yep. Uh, watched a lot of football uh, on Sunday and this past week. and I dropped three bills for the, the Sunday ticket package. Oh yeah, yeah. I got all the games, and yeah, well, there you go. No, it's great. I, I love it. Um, I'm not convinced. My my cousin was like, "You just need to get Red Zone. You don't need to get." I'm like, "No, no, no. I want every game. I want every game." So I got it, and now I'm just like, "Well, I, I, he may he may have been right. I don't know if I do need just to watch all the scoring plays, or if I you know really want because for fantasy reasons, Red Zone's perfect, but also Red Zone is for people who have ADD too. Yeah, I it, I, it really kind of throws me out of a rhythm when I can't watch a game for more than one play. Sometimes it'll take you away. So that's what I did this past Sunday was I just was on the couch and I watched Red Zone all fucking day long because the Chiefs were the night game. So I was like, all right, sweet. 
you know, get, fall in and out I of naps. I hate being the night game. I do too. I hate it. I you build up the anticipation all day, and then at ten thirty p.m., I went to bed all pissed off. Yeah, I mean, so. first of all, I'm not getting to bed till eleven o'clock. Yeah, and then also, I if we if we lose, especially in the the fashion that we did lose, I go to bed pissed. It's hard to go to bed right just away. Angry, you're just pissed. Yeah, just angry, man. Yeah, but I mean, I I watch Red Zone, and sometimes you'd be they'd be in on a game, and they'd be like, "Let's tell you about this right after this play." But then Red Zone would cut away, and I'd be like, "God damn it!" I kind of wanted to hear what they were going to say. Yeah, so, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, whatever. All right, well, let's get to the news. The news. All right, we'll start off with the Ray J and Kim K sex tape part two. Ray J's former manager, Wack 100, I could not get his real name. He goes by Wack 100. Yeah, uh, I just saw this story on Instagram and it said something like Wack 100 wants to give Kanye West Kim K sex tape. And I was like, I don't know what I just read there. Well, sort of. You have it partially correct. He's threatened Kim Kardashian, Kanye West with a non-fungible token release of the extra footage uh, that was not released from when the sex tape debuted on the internet back in two th- 2007. Yeah. Back and in the aughts, the Bush years. He was on the Bootleg Kev podcast and said, quote, All I know is Kanye. Holla at me, bro. We got part two on the laptop. Ain't never been seen. We'd love for you to have it. It'd be a great personal, private, non-fungible token. So to me, what this sounds like, and tell me if you if you don't think this is correct, it's almost like blackmail in a way where he's like I'll, here's the non-fungible token means it uses blockchain meaning only he'll be able to access it which means it won't be leaked or released but if he doesn't buy it what's he gonna do just release it i mean yeah I, I, it doesn't seem like a direct threat it does seem like he's inferring a threat well is it really a threat to kanye he can be like you know what that's my ex-wife fucker dude release it i guess it's the mother of his children yeah i don't know i mean now that yeah See, you've got an ex-wife. What if someone hit you up and was like, I got this sex tape of her? It'd be like, well, nobody's going to see that because nobody knows who my ex-wife is. I mean, I certainly wouldn't purchase it. Yeah. yeah. I I would just be like, okay, I mean, I really don't know what to do with that information. Do what you will with it, I suppose. She'd be more interested in the fact you have it than me. See, that's probably what Kanye's saying, too, then. Well, I mean, he said, well, he said to Kim, too. He's like, Kim can buy an NFT of it as well. And I think Kim probably, in this stage of her career, wouldn't want more footage released yeah i i mean mean, yeah no i mean not to uh, be a she doesn't look she doesn't look 2007 the way she looks now i mean she looks very different not to say it's bad just there's a lot of work been done there's the ding yep uh yeah uh i honestly i i don't keep up with the kardashians so this was like the most (laughs) oh i I see what you did (laughs) you like that uh so this was the most i had heard about it i i don't know i I, mean, you know, I really don't th- give a shit about the whole situation. No, it's I, just an interesting story. I'm proud to hear that Ray J is getting brought back up again, you know? Uh, well, actually, Ray J responded uh, with an Instagram post saying, this ain't cool. <laughs> I've been staying off the radar, spelled R-A-Y-D-A-R. I love that. Just staying focused and being humble and thankful for all the blessings I'm receiving. How can I show growth and maturity if this kind of stuff keeps happening? I'm Amen. A f- <laughs> Amen, Ray J. I'm a father now. My job is to be a great parent and put them first. So, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Ray J. Then. No, that's a great response. Sounds like he's the fucking one adult in this situation. Well, no, Kim hasn't really said anything. I'm not going to sit here and you know, defend anyone in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, Wack 100's the one that's not a, an adult, yeah. I guess. Let's say out of people's business. Wack is living up to his name. Yeah, he's being w- Wack. Yeah. Wiggity, wiggity, Wack. And uh, Wack 100, I, 
again, I'd I'd like some reference behind that name. It's, it's maybe irrelevant. he was like, ah, oh, fifty cents a big thing. I'm gonna double it and put whack in you front would be of it. Quadrupling it. I don't know. Whack one hundred. It's doubling fifty. Fifty cents. That's whack. One hundred cents. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ray J's lawyer says the claim of any existence of more footage is unequivocally false. I don't know how his lawyer would have any idea if that's true. Yeah, I. To, I don't to be know. perfectly clear, I completely believe this guy has extra footage of the the Kim I mean, and Ray J sex tape. Yeah, it's and Ray J. It didn't sound like Ray J was saying it's probably not there. It's fake. You guys saw everything. He was saying it's not cool. So I mean, again, don't it's, fuck with me, man. It's not like it's a different um, night or a different session of sexual intercourse. It's the same one. You can see the original on the internet anytime right. you want. The, and that's the thing, like. I, I don't know. Would it really be a big deal at this point? There's been so much. 2007 was just such a different time. Yes, yeah, that, that was a huge scandal. Right. Back then. The Paris Hilton sex tape like broke the fucking world. Yep. And then, and what was it when they had uh, what's her name and everybody's pictures got released like back in? Oh, the the, the fappening. Yeah. And so at that point, you know. Every celebrity had their shit released. And you know what? It's not a big deal anymore. At that point, it's like, yeah, let these people live. We make way too big a deal about nudity. Exactly. It's just, it's just, it's just parts. It's just like, yeah, man. All right. All women have that. All men have that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get, I'm not saying people should be forced to release tapes of them having sex. It's completely different, but don't be ashamed of nude. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) You know, this actually, this is what started Kim K off. Like this is what, this is what's literally responsible for her entire career. Yep. Paris Hilton too. You know that brought her. If you are you a little bit pissed if you're Paris because like you were she was your assistant and now she's twenty times more famous than you. I didn't even know that Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's assistant. Started out as Paris Hilton's assistant. She, really? Yeah, on that reality reality show that she did with Nikki, um, or I don't know the um, the Simple Life. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Lionel Richie's daughter. Yes. What's not, her name? Nicole. It, Nicole. Ritchie? I said Nikki. Nicole yeah. Richie. All night long. All night long. But yes, yeah, so just interesting story. And we will move on <laughs> from sex tapes to Nicki Minaj and her vaccination tweet. All right. I think everyone's really familiar with this by now, but I'll rehash it because it's uh, pretty jaw dropping. And the first the thing is, she sat down and when she drafted this tweet, the first half or the first tweet, if there's two, is very good. Uh, it's just in regards uh, to being vaccinated and going to the Met Gala, she tweeted, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It will be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear that mask. Two strings that grips to your head and face. Not that loose one. Whatever that means. Second part. This is where... This <laughs> I is, don't know what that means at all. Well, this is where it takes a, a big left turn. Quote, My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Lot to unpack there. The the thing that stands out to me the most is, and I, I, I don't know why, there's a lot to unpack, but now, he was two weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. Like, what, because his balls got bad? I don't know. Like, First of all, yeah, a lot there. So just, maybe that wedding shouldn't have happened if, if, if you got a vaccine. Or First of all, th- let's cover this before anything else. There's absolutely no correlation between the vaccine and his balls blowing up. There's no correlation between those two things. She is baselessly claiming that and making assumptions. It, baselessly. She's yeah. just saying, 
the, the cause and effect does not work here. Just because you got the vaccination and your ball swole up, that doesn't mean it's because of the vaccination. You fucking idiot. You have 22 million followers. You're not, you are not, are you this dumb? It, I'm so frustrated because I'm not, I, I was terrible at science my whole <laughs> life. Awful at it. I got C minus in chemistry. That was my best science grade in high school. Okay. I'm smart enough to know that correlation does not mean causation. Yeah. It's fucking, it's just so irresponsible to give hearsay. And I mean, not even hearsay. It's demonstrably a false statement to 22 million people in the current climate with vaccinations right now. Yeah. It's like, she basically just said, yeah, man, I'm not going to get it because my cousin's friend in a different country told me he got it and his nuts blew up. So you get it if you want to. Sometimes you pay to get your balls enlarged too, you know? Some people, you know, maybe that's, I don't know. I just picture this guy walking around like Stan Marsh with his wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh, well, Randy. Oh, yeah. Randy Marsh. Sorry. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I was picturing, too. Or that Aladdin uh, meme that I was showing you before the pod, before the mic seated up. But, yeah, I don't know. Come on, Nikki. When, and then what's interesting about it is, like, world leaders and, you know, Fauci and shit like that are, like, discussing Nicki Minaj at this point. It's just like, man, that's why that's why 2021. It's, it's so irresponsible. The White House had to address it because so many people saw it and were like, what's going on here? The White House offered to have a phone call with Nicki Minaj and doctors <laughs> to talk about her concerns. Damn. I, it, it did. did Nicki, is she going to take him up on that call? Well, no, she came out and said she was invited to the White House to talk about it. And they're like, no, no, no. We offered you a call. You're not going to get invited <laughs> to the White House because you did something stupid. So now they're going to squabble over that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Fauci debunked the infertility claim from the tweet in a CNN interview. And then we have Terrence. Forgive me for this. And Philip. No, yeah. Terrence. The health minister of Trinidad. Okay. And he had to go where Minaj's cousin lives, and he had to give a press conference last Wednesday explaining that his department had spent much of the day before investigating Minaj's claims, only to find out, of course, that the enlarged testicles are not a side effect of COVID-19 vaccine, and he could find no such evidence in any case in Trinidad. He, quote, said, We unfortunately wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim, and I would be pissed too. Because yeah. they have to. They have to after that bullshit. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And Minaj has absolutely no remorse about it. This is the problem with people today. It doesn't matter how wrong you are or how demonstrably proven false you are. We, we have no shame anymore. We'll just be like, nah, whatever. I was right. No, you weren't. Yeah. And I still want to know what's up with the chick leaving him. Yeah, no, I just, I mean. Let's get to the bottom of that. Did that, it have that, to do with his COVID balls or what? That, well, I can only say, again proven not COVID balls for the record. I, again, I don't think I don't think the cause of the enlarged balls is the problem for her. I think it's the enlarged balls. So I guess you think she left because of the balls. I just think it was he's something, impotent. It was probably something completely unrelated. Could be. It was it probably not even the impotence. Like he probably she was probably like, I swear to God, if you don't fucking put the toilet seat down, I'm leaving your ass. Nicki Minaj is a 38 year old woman who's on Twitter like she's a 15-year-old fucking sophomore in high school playing telephone about some guy's testicles. It just seems like one of those things, like if you're going to make up a story about something, you're like, well, let me throw in an extra little detail so that way we'll really sell it. it and the, the whole, <laughs> it, it was two weeks before his wedding. His wife left him. Like, well, how is that relevant? It's to your, oddly specific. Yeah, it's like exactly. you add that detail, so we couldn't possibly be lying. Yeah. That's an extra detail. No, honestly. The COVID vaccine leads to enlarged balls and your girlfriend, Olivia. Here's what it comes down fiance. to. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't do not do that. Don't make us some bullshit. Just say you don't want to get it. I respect that more than I'm not getting it because such and such and such happened. That never happened. And that's completely false. And you're just lying. 
I mean, I, that pisses me off. So, yeah, no, I, Nicki Minaj, I, I like your music, but that was irresponsible, and you're, you, that was just stupid. It's very dumb. <laughs> I'm judging you. You've been judged. You've been judged. Judge Rob. All right, moving on. Norm Macdonald passes at 61. Norm Macdonald passed away in his L.A. home after a 10-year battle with cancer. Uh, nobody outside Norm, uh, his family, and his doctors knew he was sick for the entire decade, and obviously his death comes as a major shock to his fans and comedic peers. And I, I've got two great stories about Norm that um, Artie Lang shared. They're both hilarious, and they both, I feel like, encompass what Norm was, just in his comedy and his overall personality. I wouldn't say I'm, I was the biggest Norm MacDonald fan. I like Norm MacDonald. I thought it was very funny. Uh, but uh, hearing the stories that his comedic peers have told about him, there were two that Artie Lang told that were really funny. The first one is, uh, so... Norm met Artie on the set of Dirty Jobs. You got him that. Have you ever seen Dirty Jobs? No. Yeah. Uh, very funny. Actually, it's a great movie. Chris Farley plays a, a great character in that film, too. And anyways, the film came out. It was all shot in Toronto. It was released. And then Artie got a review from a reviewer that, quote, said, Artie Lang's performance has the charm of a date rapist. Jesus. And yeah, pretty harsh. Yeah. And he told Norm that. Norm goes, oh, that's great. Yeah, the date rapist has to have way more charm than a real rapist. <laughs> so, I mean, that's very norm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the second story was that the, the last time Chris Farley hosted Saturday Night Live, he was in a real bad place, drugs and such. And Norman already were asked to take care of him, which is insane. When you have Norm McDonald and Artie Lang taking care of you, you know you're in a bad place. Yeah. And they were at the after party after he hosted, and um, Artie saw... Farley going to the bathroom with Andy Dick. And then Norm comes back. He goes, shit, Norm. I just saw Farley going to the bathroom with Andy Dick. He goes, oh, that's not good. There's only two reasons you go into a single stall bathroom with Andy Dick. Christ, I hope he's high. <laughs> Very Norm McDonald. Yeah, well, because, yeah. you know, or he's either. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, very. I was very sad when I heard about the news as well. Uh Whenever I think of Norm Macdonald, I always think back to his SNL days, uh, and specifically the Turd Ferguson. Funny name. <laughs> yep. Uh, his, uh, was Burt Reynolds was top-notch. He was the first Weekend Update, and I used to watch old, not the first one, but the first one like I remember it's watching. Like, was it Dennis Miller for the first one? I think Chevy Chase. Chevy was Chase the was the first one. one. That's yeah. 100% true. Uh, but like when I was a kid, uh, I think Colin Quinn was actually the one that was doing it while I was a kid, but then there would be a replay of old SNLs after the new one. And Norm Macdonald. Quinn would was be after McDonald. And that's And I I, I always thought that uh, Norm Macdonald was way funnier than fucking Colin well, Quinn. You, you, so. know, you know why he got fired? Who? Norm Macdonald? Yeah. I there's something silly about I feel like I've heard about it. He wouldn't this. stop making OJ jokes. Okay, yeah. One of the exec uh, one of the Did executives you just told me this. Somebody just told me this. Oh, I just said I've heard okay. I've heard about it all the last few days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he there was an executive that worked at NBC that was really good friends with OJ, and this is while the trial was going on. And the executive said, hey, lay off on the OJ jokes. And Norm was like, he's a murderer. No, I'm going to do more now. So he wouldn't stop doing it, and um, he got fired. And one of the best jokes, and I remember this when I seen it on reruns, it's really funny. He said, ah, the OJ Simpson trial today, Johnny Cochran had an interesting day in the courtroom where they presented the wool cap they found on the scene as evidence. And... Once they present it to the jury, OJ says, hey, be careful with that. That's my best stabbing cap. <laughs> yeah, see, fucking Norm MacDonald, man. That's a great, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's just like very dumb humor. 
I was actually listening to a podcast on the way down here, and they were talking about, you know, rest in peace, Norm. And I guess at the uh, roast of Bob Saget, yep. he just used, like, an old-timey joke book. Yeah, just, just uh, dad jokes. Yeah, just dad joke books. And I guess, uh, I don't know, just the shit that they were saying. I don't know. Norm MacDonald, very dry, very funny, very sarcastic very, guy. Uh, his own. His own. He's an original. Yeah. Uh, very alternative he did could not, be kind of cringy to watch it. Oh uh, yeah, too. when he wasn't hitting, it would he be like he embraced it though. He, yeah. like, he was he was so he was almost um, he was just immune to bombing. I mean, to, in his eyes, right. he definitely bombed. Yeah, but it just didn't get to him, and it didn't matter it, as long as he was doing it and he did it the way he wanted to. He did not give a shit, yeah. and it was hard to watch sometimes. He's got that show on Netflix. That of course I watched been, like five of them last night. So, yeah, it's been popping up. I'm like, I should give that a watch. And I feel bad that I didn't watch it while he was still alive because I, I definitely saw it back in the day. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I must have watched it because when I was uh, when I queued it up to so I was like, oh, I, I watched all of them already. Like, oh, really? like that was the bar was off. I'm like, oh, I'll rewatch them. Spade episodes. Very good. The Letterman episodes. Very good. Um, I watched one more that was good. I can't remember, though. Spade and Letterman, though. Good ones. All right. Well, yeah. Rest in peace to Norm MacDonald. R.I.P. Normie. All right. Moving on to the movie. We are reviewing today Malignant. Mm. <laughs> That's actually a weird segue from Norm dying of cancer. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make some noise. Speaking of know. Norm MacDonald, Malignant. Malignant. I think mm. you'd probably find that joke funny. Release date. <laughs> 9-10-2021. This movie just came out. Wait, is this the newest movie we've done? Yes, it is. Well, actually, I don't know. We, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Su at this the point. Suicide Squad may have been. Well, to this date, it's the newest one we've done. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like Suicide Squad. We did like the day after it came out. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Director, James Wan. Before this, James Wan is known for Saw, the first one, which I saw in theaters and was uh, I loved. That was great. You know, I've never seen that movie. Oh, to it's great. The, the, the subsequent 10 sequels are fucking terrible. I've, the only one I've watched all the way through was Saw 2. And I know that the first one. With Danny Wahlberg? Yeah, Donnie. Donnie fucking Wahlberg. Uh, and some of the torture machines in that. I was like, you know what? I don't think I need to see another Saw movie. The first seesaw. Okay. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, the seesaw. So the saw movies really started relying on the the torture gadgets after the first one. The first one, it was really creative and really well crafted, and the story was perfect, and the twist was perfect. The ending was great. Afterwards, it was just kind of shock value. Yeah. And the first one's great though. It's one of the best horror movies, I've, the best indie horror movies I've ever seen, up there with Halloween. Right. Uh, also known for Insidious, The Conjuring One and Two, Furious Seven, and Aquaman. Yeah, but well, I had very interesting uh, groupings of film films there, especially Furious 7, because I think that one goes a little off the rails. I hate it. It's the one movie he's made I really don't like. I think Aquaman's very good. So I haven't seen Aquaman. I did see The Conjuring in theaters. Um, it's very scary. And yeah, I fucking loved that movie. That movie actually kind of made me come back to horror movies, because I hadn't seen... I had, had just kind of bypassed that genre from pretty much like the... 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yep. the Ring Time. Those are more slasher. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. more slasher. That's supernatural. This kind of merges the two. He's yeah. like supernatural merged with. Yeah, and I don't know the because I had seen like the Amityville horror with Ryan Ryan yeah, Reynolds, and great. I thought it was stupid and like Darkness Falls. I just was like, all these movies are fucking stupid. So then I saw the. Well, Conjuring. that's a PG thirteen. I, I don't. I have a rule. I don't watch PG thirteen horror that's movies. Probably good I don't thing. do it. But The Conjuring in theaters brought me back around. I was like, fuck, this is really good. I remember after we saw it in theaters, like went back and was looking up everything about the real house and everything. So yep. 
Um, I was excited for this one. I was texting you earlier. Don't know how I feel about it, but we'll work through that. I personally, the, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't, exp I didn't know. I, I enjoyed it mostly because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And yeah. I think it's important to do that to really enjoy because you really don't see what's coming. I think it starts off pretty, pretty bad. I was like, oh, God, this isn't going to be good. I, yeah. I, and really for like the first 30, 20, 20, I thought yeah. like 30, 40 minutes, I was like, I don't know, Annabelle Wallace, but it's she's building, doing a bad job. It's establishing a certain tone and a certain acting style, which I didn't get at first, and then I got it. And then very the, almost it, melodramatic at first. Yeah, th theater acting almost, yeah. stage acting. It was overdone, but it was it wasn't bad. It was stylistic. It was overdone, but to a degree that was stylistic in that I understood. And I also watched this movie twice, which helped. Yeah, I I probably will watch it again, but I don't know. All right, after this, James Wan is known for well, he's going to be known for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is the Aquaman sequel. Aquaman goes to Lost. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? That's the crossover event we've all been waiting for. Uh, no, that makes no. Well, maybe one of us. Aquaman versus John Locke. Come on, baby. Cats. Castaway. Annabelle Wallace as Madison Mitchell and Maddie Hassan as Sydney Lake. Uh, no honorable mention. This was a really, uh, mostly unknown cast. Annabelle Wallace, I I know from Peaky Blinders. Yep, and uh, she did the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. Yeah, that was a real piece of shit. Oh God, I hate that fucking movie. That was a real fucking piece of shit. Big fan of the Brendan Fraser one. Yeah. Very disappointed when that one came out. Uh, and I even like Tom Cruise for the most part. Yeah, except for the one with the Lost Dragon Kingdom with Brendan. That wasn't good. Uh, yeah, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, that's right. I actually own that movie for some reason. Yeah, I remember we've talked about that before. Yeah. You you bought it on like a dual set no, or something? No, was, it was my brother's like uh, Christmas present. I think uh, my aunt and uncle or something didn't know what to get him. They got him that and somehow I ended up with it. Oh. Well, so technically, go. Evan owns that movie, and I'm just holding on to it for him. All right. Um, Annabelle Wallace. Before this, known for The Tudors, Annabelle. The Brothers the brothers Grimsby. I forgot she was the hot lady in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I need to watch that fucking movie It's again. so funny. Grimsby Breakfast. It's my favorite Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Is that the one with... Uh, That's with Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. It's the, it's the, what's the director? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. One. Yeah. I remember liking that more than I thought I would. Yeah. It, I remember kind of the same as this movie. Like the first 30 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? And then I really enjoyed it. They were supposed to make like six of them. Yeah. And then it flopped so hard that they're not doing it. Yeah. One. No, I know. It, Whatever. Uh, I said the mummy, Annabelle creation, tag, Peaky Blinders. Tag. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. She's been in some things. Boss level, which is a Frank Grillo movie that's on Hulu. That's not very good. Uh, and then after this, known for silent, she will be known for Silent Night and Warning, the Silence of Mercy. That sounds interesting. That's a lot. That's a hell of a title. Wait, that was all one movie. Warning, the Silence of Mercy. I thought those were three different movies. No, I know it's a hell of a, it's a it, that title really packs a punch. It's almost too much. Too much. You took too much. You took oh, too much, man. Too chill much. Chill out, Cheech. <laughs> Maddie Hassan. I, I did not know her from anything before this. Known for a TV series called Twisted, Good After Bad, We Summon the Darkness, Impulse, another TV series, and Mr. Mercedes. After this, known for a film that's going to be called Fixation. Was this the sister? Yes. Okay. Well, her, yeah, whatever her you want to go. Her stepsister. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Adopted. Half, yeah. yeah, whatever. Not yet. She's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah. I she, was like, she was right. good. She was good. Her and that detective are going to bang, and then they never do. Yeah, because he gets off, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He survives. I, well, that's the thing. If there's going to be a sequel... I don't think it's going to be a sequel. I don't know, man. That light was buzzing at the end. Yeah, 
Well, all right, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, two, uh, sorry, um, net worths. Two chains. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Annabelle Wallace. Uh, Annabelle Williams. I mean, she's been in a lot more than I thought, but I, had, I think she's British too, so she's probably worth. Yeah, she's a she's a uh, she's a Brit. Ten million pounds sterling. Yeah, she eats beans and toast. Um, four million. <laughs> four million. Well, that's good for her, right, Matt? Okay, Maddie Hassan. Fucking not listed. It's not listed. Not listed? Not listed. All right. I could, I could not find it. I count that one as so, a win. Yeah, no, I, that's definitely a win. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's she's worth a couple hundred K at least. She's made some, she probably made some uh, fazools off of this one. I mean, she's been in a lot of TV series, and she's got another feature coming out. She's done a James Wan movie now. Yeah, no, yeah, this should be this should bridge gapper to something better. Not to be confused with a James Bond movie. No, yes, those are very different films. Very, very different. Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime, an hour 51. is a little long. This could have been an hour 40, hour 35, and been just fine. Yeah, I agree with that. There's, they, you could have cut something. Well, a lot of the beginning. You could have at least tightened up the beginning. It would have been at the sacrifice of some exposition a little bit, but I would have been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Budget, uh, $40 million, opened at 5.5. So thus far, and this was as of last week, it's gross $15 million. Yeah. But again, with streaming, I have no idea. I have no idea how those deals work. I have no idea if it's going to make money or not. Just no idea. I, I mean, it's gotten a lot of buzz on the internet. Yeah. Um, it used, uh, It's funny because you suggested that we do this movie. And then like later on that day, I was on Instagram and shout out to uh, Tech9. You know, yeah, Tech and a little little known rapper from the Kansas City area. Oh, he's not uh, a little known. I, I yeah. know he's the, you know he's the pride of Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the OG. But anyway, uh, he is super into horror movies, and uh, he posted the poster for this movie and was like, ah, after I saw this, I texted someone, "What the fuck?" And I don't know. So I was very intrigued to watch it. It was getting its buzz. And I do want to say, I think the poster for this movie or like the image that's on HBO Max, yep. one of the coolest fucking like horror movie posters, I think, that I've seen. Yeah, it's cool. I've seen it. I, um, it's very striking. I've already drawn up a, a, a thumbnail for this for the Instagram. So I think I used that. I can't remember. I had to use a bunch of different images. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, block keywords. Number one, brain tumor. Number two, domestic abuse. Number three, psychic connection. Number four, watching UFC on television. And <laughs> which, <laughs> that does work. That does happen. Yep. At number five, monster. It's almost funny that that was one because when he was just laying on bed, playing on his phone, watching UFC, I was like, that's kind of weird. No, I was just like, <laughs> I, I was like, they're already trying to communicate. He's going to beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Like, I could just tell. Like, she's walking home. She's sick. He's like, uh. he's like, I was watching that. It's like, oh, he's going to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really flipped a switch there fast. Yeah, he's entirely responsible for awakening, awakening um, Gabriel. Gabriel, yes, yeah. yes. That's what happened when she hit her head. On that, oh, on they that made spot. that very apparent after a while. Those pretty, they really. No, they come out and say it. They really hammered that home every time. See this? She, this is the spot. Every time she wakes up, my head's bleeding again. Yeah. Uh, uh, taglines. Just one, and it's fine. A new vision of terror. Okay, that it's, works. Yeah, it's because it's a, it's fine. Yeah. It works. Uh, are we doing canopsis? Oh, I got a the quick IMDb. Thing, All right, and then I'll ramble through. Now it's what time this leaves for out. the INDB anopsis. Please give us your canopsis, cannabis, Keenan. 
Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders. Dum, dum, dum. And her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Now, that's where that ends, but I would like to add terrifying realities that the little skull monster growing out of the back of her head is committing while she's sleeping. I guess she's sleeping. Uh, So, is she going to be able to get out that little skull baby? Find out in Malignant. Yeah, it is uh it is a rather striking imagery that they use when the before the time to cut out the cancer. Like when he's just attached to her back. Yeah, uh because you see at the very beginning there, like him hidden behind the curtain kind of, and you can tell it's something that's... Something fucked up. Yeah, something fucked up. It's fucked up! But then by the time you actually see it, oh, it is fucked up! Yeah, it's it's basically a third of a human attached to the top half of her spine and the back of her skull. Yeah. It's, like if, it's like if a dwarf was a backpack. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It only, yeah, didn't have its legs. It was just like the top half. Oh, it had baby legs. Oh, did it have little oh, baby yeah. legs? It had little, little baby, legs. baby arms. Yeah, no. It, yeah, I mean, it, uh, so imagine uh, imagine Zach Galifianakis from uh, the, the Hangover, but like opposite on his back and kind of up a little bit, and it was a disgusting looking monster. With little Carlos? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was evil. And I don't think it spoke. I think it just spoke through tele- telepathically through. So that was yeah. the thing. They they shared minds, and then somehow it was able to. It figured out that it could speak through like radio waves or whatever, because it it would. It speak telepathically the, would speak through the radio waves when it couldn't when it wasn't attached to her. Correct. Yeah. Eventually, that would happen. Um, I don't know. Fucking weird, man. Yeah. So that's <laughs> what we're talking about. So Gabriel has telepathic abilities. We're, uh, sorry, moving on to the real buzz rundown. The rundown. Uh, Gabriel has telepathic abilities that allow him to speak through radios and I believe there's some kind of like telekinetic energy that comes with the telepathy where he affects electricity. Yeah, well and the so you get the very beginning like little cold open. Yeah. And then you get a little bit of nuggets of exposition during the title credits where it's like going over the medical notes and shit like that and it very clearly is like communicates through electricity or shit like that but I don't know. I still didn't think they hash that out. Well, again, as and well. it kind of goes with the tone they were setting stylistically with that kind of old timey hammy acting. Yeah, uh, and it was, uh, it was, just, it was supposed to give you that kind of early '30s monster movie feel, creature feature feel, where the okay. uh, it, it, I think that's what they were trying to invoke. And this is upon two viewings, and I, I think it worked because the first time, I'm just like, why are they acting so shitty? But then I was like, oh, no, 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 this is a choice. This is a style. This and is a choice. That is one of the notes that I have was, like, I can't tell if this movie is taking itself uh, seriously or if it's... It walks the it, line. I, it doesn't know what it's doing. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, it is I, I need, That's why I need to watch it again. And upon, especially my second viewing, and knowing what I was getting into a little more, knowing the tone and the style, I do think it was self-aware of what it was doing. And I think it was... Um, really easy to fuck that up and make it really bad and i think again watching it a second time i think james wan did a good job with it yeah i mean and we already kind of said this the first like 
30 minutes or so, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I don't know why Rob was so excited. What was up with Tech 9 saying this was going to be good? Tech, you've never led me astray. It starts. It doesn't start off huge. It starts off kind of slow. Yeah. Like, like, okay, this. what's so great about this? But as uh, Gabriel starts to kind of stalk them a bit and um, really at the point where who you later find out is the mom falls through the roof of Madison's house. Yes. And then the excellent version of Where's My Mind, like the instrumental. I was digging that every time they played that. They played I was it like, every time something oh! mind-blowing, like anytime <laughs> like, your I'm mind right. was supposed to be fucking blown, they played that at like a super yeah. high level. And it was, just, it, was, it was just a cue. Yeah. It was a cue saying something fucking crazy happened. Like it was crazy enough that she fell through. And then it was right there where they had all been talking. It just slow motion zoom on Annabelle Wallace's face screaming. I don't know. That's it that happens moment. At four points in the movie. And every time there's a big fucking twist, you don't see coming at that point. I was like, okay, I guess I'm in not at I'm fucking in. And that's almost an hour into the movie, but I was, yeah, I, from that point on, the I was setup, having fun with the it. The setup is definitely a lot to ask of someone watching. It's like saying, oh, it gets really good at episode five. It's like, I don't want to watch four episodes. So I'm shitty for it to get good. But in this movie, it's kind of like that. And in the first hour, the buildup, you're definitely like, this doesn't seem like there's anything super great about it. But then it gets fucking crazy. And you're like, oh, man, that attic layer has been in her house the whole time where her, that lady was just hanging up on a cross. I know people don't really watch TV the same way we did even like 10, 15 years ago. But yeah. maybe at least I don't. But because when I lived with my parents 10, 15 years ago and they had the premium cable package. There were a lot of movies that on HBO or whatever that I would come in like halfway through or I just turn on the TV and this movie that I would have never chose to watch was already on and I'd watch like the second half and be like, what the fuck is that? I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah. I feel like this movie could really benefit from something like that. Like if you come in the in, second half first, you'd want to be like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And then you go back and watch the beginning and be like, okay, I guess I could have just lived with the second half, but it's good to have the backstory, I guess a bit, but. Well, and like I said, James Wan definitely took some big swings, and he really rode that nice fine line of jumping the shark and also pulling it off. It's just like at it, some points you think uh, it, it's he walked the line of scary and absurd pretty perfectly. Yeah, and I I just and it, the the reason why I like it and why I respect it so much is because it's a big swing and it's something that people probably wouldn't normally try, and in the wrong hands would be awful. Could right. really not fucking work. And all I had known about this guy was, you know, you had told me when you told me to watch this, what movies he had done. So I knew that he had been behind The Conjuring and... Uh, and Insidious, which are both good movies. Yeah, I've never seen Insidious. I need to watch that. Um, I've heard it's good. But, and at the beginning, when her husband is like walking through the house at night and things are opening up and then you see the little shadow. Well, I thought it was a shadow monster. Turns out it was Gabriel, I guess. Madison, but sitting well, on the couch real quick, and then she's not there when he turns on the light. And so here's I don't the know, thing: I was like this is going to be scary. This is her experiencing it, though. <laughs> you're seeing what she's seeing, so you're seeing what Gabriel wants her to see, which is why at first Gabriel projects as a shadow monster, right? Because you find out it's actually their one person. So right. when she, when she, when he puts her in whatever visual universe he wants her to see, he projects himself as this scary shadow monster. And right. that's why you think, oh, this is a supernatural movie. Right. But then you and realize, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. And I was like, all right, there's going to be jump scares. I was watching it. It was dark. A little Pumbaa was with me. I was like, fuck, I shouldn't be watching this alone. Because The Conjuring, if I were to watch that alone for the first time, I know terrifying. I would have been, yeah, terrified. But quickly, kind of, you realize, 
I, they're overacting a little bit and all this stuff. And yeah, so it's not the conjuring by any means. Yeah, they give you the old red herring of it being yeah. uh, some kind of a supernatural film. It turns out, no, it's a psychological horror. Turns out it's like a little fucking evil twin that grows out of the back of her head. Yeah, man. <laughs> I and, don't know. Well, it's funny because this whole time I'm like, why does Annabelle Wallace look like she's wearing a big stupid fucking wig? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no, it makes sense now. Well, and whenever Cause she you had see... a second fucking head in the back of her head. Yeah, exactly. And whenever you see her... Um, like whenever the Gabriel is getting chased down by the detective guy, yeah, he's popped out the back. Yeah, whenever she turns into Gabriel, right, and she, like the way that it's moving backwards, you could like tell that the legs weren't bent right while it was running around. That was super unsettling too. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck?" It is was like this? A, a contortionist was running. Yeah, and it really creeped me out, man. Well, and yeah, I, I think that was the desired effect. Yeah, it so that's where. And then whenever you find out, and they just fully embrace that it's her it's a monster in the back of her head he's and just, you got, just he's got that insane dead. coat with that collar that covers up the back so you can't but when he's in the police station and you just see her dead face like it's not really dead but it's just like a lifeless face yeah while he's Unconscious. killing every fucking cop and it's just like the scare i don't know it was kind of it's deeply know. unsettling see the more we talk about it i'm like maybe i did like this movie it took me a, I, I really did maybe i'll watch it again tonight probably not Oh, my God. So hold on. I want to I go back to the husband for a minute and the the super abuser. Like, first of all, she walks in and he's watching UFC. You're like, all right, this guy's a, a certain type of personality, has a certain type of he's aggro. Yeah. And then he just immediately gets up and says, how many times is my baby going to die inside of you? <laughs> like, Jesus Fuck, Christ. Dude. Yeah. My God. I mean, that's almost more abusive than slamming her head against the wall. Psychologically, that's fucking horrible. Yeah, that was really fucking bad because he. I guess he never really comes off as like the sad husband or protective. Hu I don't know, but he, he's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't go back to work. You're like, all right, maybe he's going to have her back. But then quickly he says that shit and you're like, fuck. But even when he was like, maybe you shouldn't go to work. Like he said, it, he was said such it a, very aggressively. Yeah, it was, uh, he had a tone of disdain, not yeah. a tone of concern. Right. And I have, uh, I have a hot take here. I think uh, in an own, in a kind of roundabout way, the husband is kind of the hero of the story. Oh, because he releases Gabriel. Sort of. So Gabriel wouldn't have ever woken up without him slamming that head against the wall. Let's say it, it could have happened another way, but he's yeah. the one who instigated the whole thing. And Gabriel would have continued to feed off of the unborn children inside of her. She would have continued to have miscarriages because that's how he was like gaining his power. He was feeding off of the fetuses. That's why she had they so many miscarriages. They do say that at the end of the movie. Yeah. So um, that being said, though, if we're going to talk about her having kids, I'm not sure it's a great idea. Given, yeah, no, given her so. genetic makeup and the, you know, I, which, which, which genes is the kid going to get? Is it going to get Gabriel genes? Is it going to get her genes? Is and the kid going to be a psycho? Like, yeah, you feel like that's something. So you, you find out that she, later on in the movie, she was adopted at eight years old. She's got no memory of before it. But you feel like the adoption agency or the mental institution or wherever that gave her away would have at least, like, explained some of that to the parents and been like, Probably don't let her have children. No, what they she's say, not going to be able to have children. They, later said, they on. said the mom died during childbirth. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm just saying there should have been some kind of you know uh, there was a demon attached to your little girl that you're adopting here. We just want you to know that you know full disclosure. Yeah, but she should be fine now. So, and that brings me to my next question. Something they didn't explain, which I'd be interested in hearing. They said their uh, their birth mother's pregnancy was the result of a rape, right? So they're, who's the dad? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's Who the never, fuck is the dad? Some demon? 
You got to find out in Malignant too. Jesus Christ. I mean, who the fuck is the dad? I have no idea. I mean, that dad, I mean, clearly the, ha the, the half of the gene pool that gave Gabriel his, I don't know, telekinetic evil powers was not from the mom. She seemed completely normal. Yeah. I would like to know more about that. And I thought they were going to go into that, but they, they didn't at all. No. And then after she gets, you know, after she falls over and suffers another tragic miscarriage, they show that she has a miscarriage by the fact that her belly is flat when she, I don't think that's how it works. I don't yeah. think as soon as you miscarry, your belly just deflates immediately. I don't think so either. But I will have to leave that to the lawyers and the politicians. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I, I am an I admittedly a horrible science person. I just, and I've never gotten a broad pregnant. But I imagine <laughs> had I did and she miscarried, she would have the baby bump for a little, like more than 15 minutes after the miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to comment on that. <laughs> I, I imagine the baby bump would be there longer, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't want to step on that landmine, though. I could. I don't think it's like a basketball where if you just you pop it, it just deflates immediately. Well, in movie world, it yeah, is. Yeah, you know? I mean, again, again, I understand they're trying to convey, oh, she miscarried. And maybe if Gabriel was just eating it all up, you know. Yeah, but maybe then, in this you case, think the doctor might be like, she's miscarried again and her stomach just evaporated. <laughs> yeah, what happened? It's nothing like anything I've ever seen. Uh, also, dude, she bought her and her husband bought the spookiest fucking house. That house, yeah, no shit. It's the spookiest house I've well, ever seen. I do have a note about that. Like, I have a problem with every goddamn scary movie when there's a, a haunting going on in their house. And she says in this one, uh, her sister's like, "Why don't you, you know, stay with me or stay with mom or something?" She's like, "It's my house. I've got to stay at my house." It's like, why? If my house was haunted, I would be like, "I'm getting the fuck out of there." I'm not staying around. Especially if I'd miscarried three times in there and then my husband was brutally murdered. Yeah. I'd get the fuck out of that yeah, house. I wouldn't want to go sleep in the in that house. I'd be like, hey man, maybe it's time for a different maybe the house is the maybe the house is the problem. Let's try let's try something yeah. new. Let's change it up here. And you know, sometimes I think my house my Jesus. I think my house is haunted now, but like cause I'll come back to a room and a light will be on that I thought I turned off or something, but then I realize I just like smoke a lot of weed, so I probably forgot that I left the light on. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, as your friend, knowing you as long as I have, if I had to make a guess. Either my house is haunted, which is far less likely than the fact that I probably just forgot I did something. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't you know. I don't think I believe in ghosts. I, I don't know. You know. I believe in energies, maybe. I sound like a hippie. I, <laughs> energy can ne neither be destroyed or created, so, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's it's ghouls going around haunting people. Ghouls. Yeah, I don't. It's <laughs> yeah. not like Scooby Doo where there's ghouls. Yeah, I I just feel like even if there was a ghost, I I don't think it would like come to kill me. You know. Yeah, it just it might just scare me, but yeah. I don't think it'd kill me. Why? I mean, unless I get scared its to death. What's its motivation? <laughs> you know. How to get back? Uh, you know, to leave purgatory. Isn't that what they're all trying to do? Find peace. That's, yeah, what, that's what yeah. they say. If you believe Casper, they have unfinished business. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bounce some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kroll Show. Nobody likes that show except for me. And a it's couple not friends, a good show, dude. No, dude. I love the first season. The Ghost Bouncers. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really dumb. I'm Bobby Bottle Service, I, a.k.a. Bobby Bottle Service. I think uh, Nick Kroll can be very funny. I think it's Sam's funny. I think that variety show is bad. I think Oh Hello is very funny. Oh, yeah. Super funny. I think Nick Kroll's hilarious, man. I like all his shit. I think he can be. Anyway, um, he's not in this, unfortunately. All right, moving on. Uh, so, you know, the, 
you know the second you see that doctor's special award on the shelf that looks like something oh, you, yes. you would stab someone with. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, she's going to get – well, she can get stabbed with it technically. She got the shit beaten out of her with it. But I think he was kind of stabbing too. Well, He stabs the next guy in the face. Yeah, this one, for he's, sure. He's trying to get the bottom off of it, right? So yeah. he can just sharpen it and fashion it as a blade. And, and that thing looked sharp as shit. Yeah, it didn't look. It looked like it was a hazard to give out as is, let alone right. after the. Why would this be an award that you would give out? Or just, it's a very poorly designed award. Yeah, that's it, a uh, lethal weapon. Yes, especially. I mean, especially I'm to not, give to a medical doctor. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Danny Glover movie either. Yeah, or the show with Mar uh, one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah, the one who played Major Payne. Yeah, not talking about that either. Uh, I do want to say before we get too far from it, uh, when they go to the Seattle Underground tours. Yeah. I've been on that before. It's, so you know, it's a real place. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's it, pretty neat. It is a real thing. Uh, it was not that scary. Uh, it you was a little that, little eerie down there, but they definitely made it a little dim, dimly or dimmer lit than it actually was. So they did a lot with the lighting. Nothing with like, um, they didn't add stuff to the set in any way to make it look spookier. No, I, I mean, it pretty much looked exactly like it did oh. down there. So I yeah, shout out to that. Did that lady work as a tour guide for real? No, I don't remember that. And I did have a problem with the fact that she was standing right there next to the, like she unplugged the lights down the tunnel. Yeah. She's standing right there. She hears the sound. And I'm like, well, just plug the lights back in, lady. Don't go down the tunnel. You know, it's a scary movie, so of course she's going to go down the tunnel. But then she runs back and goes to plug in the lights. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to run back and do that, why didn't you just... Anyway, so that bothered me. It also does seem weird that whenever um, Annabelle Wallace turns into Gabriel, seems to have more supernatural ability, super strength, super, like, I mean, oh, yeah, well, super fast. Well, that's what she says at the end whenever that bed's on her sister, which I thought was really corny. And she's like... I'm going to lift this off your sister's like, no, it's too heavy. And she goes, it was always my body. That's uh, kind of one of those feminist messages. Yeah. If he could do it, I could do it. I didn't even think it was corny because of that. I just thought like so many, so much of her delivery and Annabelle Wallace, I've seen her be good. Good actor. Good yeah. actor. So I knew that it had to be like the direction that she was taking. Yes. But She's very corny at times in this movie. Well, and I also, the, one of the other fake outs they did was after she took control of Gabriel's mind, I'm like, oh shit, they actually shot the sister. Yeah. I was like, God damn, this movie's going to end dark. Yeah. After the sister got shot, I was like, I bet you that's not real. They I thought it was real. In it. real time, I thought it was real. Uh, I, I saw that one coming. I was like, damn. And that's why I think there's going to be a sequel, though, since we're already talking about that part. When she's talking to Gabriel at the very end, and he's like, you can't keep me in here forever. I'm going to get out. And she's like, I know, but I'll be ready next time. It's like, ah, they're trying to set it up for a I potential sequel. I don't feel there's another way to explore this story. Once the cat's out of the bag and you know all the twists, I don't think, I don't know. where are you going to go with it? Try to find out who the dad is. Okay. You know? No, no, no. Okay. I'm I, not saying they need to make a sequel or even that they should make a sequel. I just think that they're going to. I don't think James Wan would do it unless he had a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he just Insidious, Insidious Two, Conjuring, Conjuring Universe. Yeah, they make a lot yeah, of Conjuring movies. We could have like a, a and I don't think he directed a, all of them. A WCU, a Wan Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We could have Aquaman in there with Annabelle and fucking yeah, Aquaman <laughs> and fights with all the evil people. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Like we got we got to talk about this. So when the detective is talking to the sketch artist, he's like, hey, can you age this sketch 30 years? He's like, oh, I can try. And it just looked, I mean, it looks like a photograph of her. It was just a little too on the nose. You're like, come oh, yeah. on, come on. Well, I took it he was a digital 
artist or something. But even the, even I didn't think still, he well, yeah, I know. It, it's just like, oh, I thought the. Why'd you let it go? Didn't you see my sketch? It's like even yeah. he was like I thought that's why you brought it in, man. It was just <laughs> like the, I've seen sketches and what they look like compared to the actual people in you know true crime series. Turns out that guy is the best sketch artist, dude. It was a photograph in America. It was a photograph. Yeah, uh, it was just like well, you, you you could not confuse it for anyone else. Yeah. That guy goes to, like, carnivals for, like, guess your age and weight and shit, and he always wins those. Yeah, oh, my God. He can age people perfectly. I had one scene that kind of frustrated me because I didn't understand this dude's behavior. It was the second doctor who was killed in his house. Uh, he's not the most observant dude. The window <laughs> With the window open? The window opens <laughs> yeah. up, and he's like, uh? He yeah. walks over. There are wet footprints into the closet. He shuts the window. Goes well, in, no, he cleans up the water yeah. and, and it's like, oh, I guess that's that's normal. And then he goes in the closet to hang up his shit and nothing happens. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? How does how are you not how not the least bit suspicious someone's <laughs> yeah. in in the house? Yeah. I would be a little worried, dude. Well, he had his uh, magical protected pajamas on. Jesus Christ, not exactly a private dick, are we? I was wondering with that guy, I was like, man, who wears fucking pajamas like that though in these day and age, you know? Um older gay men. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good answer. He struck me as that. Yeah, that's exactly, I think, what he was. Yes. But I, I don't know. Could you imagine, like, every he, night before going to bed being like, I got to put on my PJs? No, I take clothes off to go that's to bed. That's what I'm saying, yeah. We're, we're living in 2020s, baby. After all of that happens with the water into the closet and the unexplained open window, he'd just go straight to bed. How on earth could you just go to bed? Yeah. And then he gets stabbed in the face. He gets very stabbed in the face, yeah. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, and he, I was hoping to get a, I mean, you do find out what was going on, but uh, Gabriel didn't have any sort of talk with him before he stabbed him in the face. He just stabbed him in the face. Yeah, he didn't really have a radio with him. Yeah, well, you know, there was a, a lot of, a lot of like analog radios for 2021 in this movie. Well, I, don't, I don't think I have one of those in my house. I don't think Gabriel would be able to talk to me. The, yeah, I think he. I don't think he analog. It was he went off of AM or FM waves. Well, right? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, radio still, waves. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a radio in my house. I don't think. I mean, you probably do, Keenan. There are so many things that have radios that you don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, your cell phone is a radio. Well, that's I guess you, he was calling people. Yeah. At times. Yeah. yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's how you get cellular waves from a radio. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking there was a lot of those fucking like old radios that nobody has anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah. agree. Like older, old timey, like turn dial radios yeah. that knobs on them and shit. Yeah, even digital alarm clocks. No one's got that shit anymore. Nah. With a built in radio. Nah. Yeah. Used to wake up to mix 93.3 every morning. Uh, I remember what I used to wake up to. It used to be something. I've had a cell phone for so long. That's always That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Kansas City. Now I, I I'll tell you what's a game changer for the alarms. Holy shit! That new nice way that at, well it's, not, it's a few years old now, but that when I got a new iPhone 10, iPhone X or whatever, uh, that new way they wake you up, which is very slowly and nicely with like the the song that gets quieter and then louder. Have you not done this? No, I still got an iPhone 8, so I don't know. Oh my god, it's the best, dude! It wakes you up so nicely. I just freak out every morning. So. Yeah, no, that's what used to be me. I used to yeah. hate it. I used to Arr! yeah. Arr! Arr! Here I am. All right. Uh, my last one I have is, I wrote down, I would hate to be around for the legal fight that would ensue after this movie ends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Explain uh, what happens here. She, 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 Her body murdered three doctors, and I don't know how many women in that jail cell. Well, and then all of that police station. <laughs> I mean, she killed, like, that entire precinct. Yeah, the cops, I mean, 
but technically it wasn't. I mean, how do you explain this to a jury of your peers? She's going to prison. Yeah. And, you, well, I guess you open up the back of her head and be like, look, here's the fucking demon down yeah, here. Yeah, but then you can argue as a defense that she is a danger to herself and others and cannot afford to be a free person in society. Yeah, well, I don't think there's she can no, be. I think she needs to be locked up. There's no happy ending to this <laughs> Put film. Put her in a padded room, unfortunately, this is movie, what needs to happen. This movie ended before what was re the reality was she was getting locked up in either a mental ward or a prison cell. One yeah. of the two. That's the only way to keep the United States safe, really. It's a matter of national security. I didn't understand because Gabriel, he, whenever he took control, he was clearly, like we already said, physically stronger and shit like that. But then at times it seemed like he wasn't afraid of bullets. Like, when he's killing all the random cops in the police station, they're shooting at him. He's just fucking... He's not ducking that much. He's just killing them all. I don't think he's getting hit and, like, bouncing off. Yeah. But he's still... But then whenever Kakoa, like, the detective guy... That was his name. He had a very Hawaiian name. Yeah, whenever he's shooting at him, Gabriel freaks the fuck out. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean... I, what, I didn't really understand Gabriel's before you, powers before or whatever. You, Right, they were ambiguous about that for a reason. Before you knew the big twist, you didn't right. know what he was. Yeah. He could have been something supernatural. He could have been some sort of a monster. But once you discover, oh, no, it's just Annabelle Wallace, then you have to make sure that he avoids bullets and shit like that because yeah. it's a mere mortal. she couldn't get shot. It's a yeah. mere mortal, yeah. Well, and speaking of the big twist, whenever they show that, oh, fuck, there's just a creature on the back of her. It's terrifying. It's like, oh, my God. But then they talk. They go through the process of how they cut out the cancer and separated him. But she's like, I just love the part at the end. She's like, but we couldn't quite get it off and still save him. So, so we just shoved it we in her head. Shoved it in her head and closed her skull up. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, like that's so stupid. And then just there's, the whole. There's, there's no I, real workaround to that. Yeah, though. I, yeah. I. That's where you just have to accept what you're watching and it was weird the she was like well we couldn't quite get it all so the only option we had was to shove it back in the skull we just kind of shoved it back in and closed that could, shit up what could go wrong <laughs> yeah like okay i guess that works but then just the way that whenever you see gabriel open up and then close like on random it's like that's kind of fucked too but how does her of disbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does her skull um she has to have supernatural abilities of some kind, given the fact that her skull cracks open and <laughs> right. heals itself exactly with um with just a matter of small blood. And no yeah, no obvious hair loss or problems with that. Yeah, I mean what the fuck? She'd have to have a big bald spot, right? You would think so, yeah. You would think so. It's like the hair grows bad or just I don't know. Yeah. I and it was pretty gross watching when the skull was opening up and Gabriel's little face. <laughs> It was pretty nasty. It was, it, and her bones breaking. I was like, God damn, man. Invert. Yeah. Okay. Another thing. She inverts her entire uh, system of joints. Yeah. But then just pops it right back whenever she's back to Madison. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, it, that's definitely a uh, suspension of disbelief. She, uh, so I think we can definitely come to the conclusion that she has at least a small amount of supernatural abilities. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we can agree with that. I definitely agree with that. You have anything else? Let me see here. Um, I think I just have a couple of random notes. Uh, did you notice that at the very beginning, during the cold open, one of the nurses that is there was Marta from Arrested Development? Oh, yeah. I did. I was like, I did notice oh, fuck, that. that's Marta. Uh, definitely 20. It made me realize that show was on the air almost 20 years Long ago. Long time ago. Um, so shout out there. Whenever they show their refrigerator, I'm pretty sure I saw some Diet Dew in there. Two liter of Diet Dew. So shout out to DJ Rob. Yeah, that's my kind of fridge. Yeah. Uh, next time you watch that, look out for that. Oh, also, if you notice the second time I watched it, uh, the opening credits, 
is the operation where they're removing uh, Gabriel's body from her. Right. Yeah. 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 They show it again. And when they show it later, I mean, that's why I don't watch medical shows. You don't like period pieces. I don't like medical TV shows. Don't love it either. A lot of them are graphic uh, or not even graphic, uh, romantic and kind of sappy. So yeah. whatever. But when they start cutting people open, I can't fuck with that. It grosses me out every time. Gray's Anatomy and shit. Yeah. Um, and then I ch- shout out to the skeptical detective lady. I don't know what her name was, but oh, she was great. Whenever she's like, "Wait, so you're saying your imaginary friend did all of this?" I was like, "Yeah, lady, what the fuck are we watching here?" Well, and then, well, that's why. It turns out it was the back of her head. Well, and that's why that she had to make all the lights explode there to be like, "Hey, man!" And then, and then Gabriel calls. She's like, "He yeah. wants to talk to you." Yeah, Danny's not here right now. It turns out it was just the back of her head doing it the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that was when I wrote down the note. I can't tell if this movie is taking itself seriously or not or if it knows what it's doing, but I'm having fun. Walks a fine line. Yeah. Walks a fine line. Definitely uh, a good cross between a supernatural thriller creature feature. It's good. I like James Wan. He did a good job. I'd be quicker to recommend it if it was about 10 to 15 minutes shorter. Yep. I would uh, agree. It's, it's, it's a little long. It cuts a little long. It's a little slow to get into at first, but eventually you'll have a good enough time with it. Once you realize what it's supposed to be doing. Some of the flashback scenes do. where she's talking to Gabriel and, you know, like through those home movies and shit. Yeah. It's, it's a, some of it was necessary. You, you could cut out five minutes of that at least. I think you could have taken as as much as it was kind of cool to see Gabriel stalking each one of the three people. I think you could have made that almost into a montage where he kills the three doctors. Going to do it with a montage. I'm pretty sure that's like 10 to 15 minutes. If you cut that down to five minutes long where he kills all three. There you go. The dumb, the dumb doctor with the pajamas death scene's way too long. Yeah. It, it, they drag that shit out. I'm like, uh, and again, they're trying to bring suspenseful moments and make you think you're going to see a jump scare, and you really just never do. Yeah, there's really not many. Which you are, I'm just like, God damn it. What am I? Uh, I'm, I'm pissed off. Yeah. Didn't know what I was in for, and nope. I still don't really know what I watched. All right. Do you know what time it is? Drinking buddies. Oh. Did that last week, too. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. That was good. Good yeah, timing. Good. This is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun, and he doesn't. If he gets less than three of the five correct, he has to shotgun, and I don't. But inevitably, we will both end up shotgunning because it's that kind of a show. Number one. Numer Eins. You already said this one. True or false, the Seattle Underground is a real uh, tour open to the public. I have been. So that's that's your slumdog millionaire moment here on uh, Real Buzz Trivia. Yeah, he's actually, he's done true. the Seattle so Underground true. tour. That's yeah. correct. All right, number two. This movie. Numer Zwei. Damn. This movie's based off a graphic novel called The Malignant Man. Wait, is this a true or false? Correct. Okay, sorry. Uh, false. It is false. I made that up. Really? Yeah. All right. That, uh, since this movie's very, very new, there was very limited amount of trivia. Yeah. So I had to kind of go on a limb on some of these. I thought it was going to be named something else. but No, I just made just, I completely yeah. made that All right. up. All right. Uh, number three, true or false, the scenes where Gabriel is running or walking, so Gabriel running or walking, were heavily influenced by CGI. True. False. All real footage. The actress who plays Gabriel is a Ukrainian contortionist. Jesus. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, that is very wild because it was kind of unsettling. And knowing that that was actually happening is... Uh, I know. That's why I was I was like, Ugh. 
Like when she's running through, I guess whenever the detective is first chasing her down and running through all those streets. Yep. And climbs when, down when the fire. When she's dropping escape. down the fire escape. Like, what is yeah. going on with that body? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's creep me out, man. Some kind of mangled. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Number four. Numer fear over under three. How many languages does Annabelle Wallace speak? <laughs> okay, uh, I, over under three. So I know English. Yep. I'm gonna guess she speaks like some French or some shit too. So over under three. Yeah. Can I take the even? It's not the even. Okay, I'll say over then. It is over. She speaks five. She speaks Whoa. French, Spanish, Portuguese, Armenian, and English. She was raised in Portugal. Oh, okay. She's like the Charlize. She's like the poor man's Charlize Theron. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, she's. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much. I mean, I like Annabelle Wallace. No, I like her too. Fine. She's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was gonna say if Charlize Theron's the prime rib, she's like the McDonald's burger version. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's the greatest I comparison. Then I couldn't figure. Yeah, it no, 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 yeah, maybe not so that. That's why I said I just ha- I I like her. She's good. Yeah, she's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, and finally, number five. Sumpf. True or false, James Wan is the first Australian director to reach a billion dollars at the box office. True? It is true. All right. That's also good for James Wan. Yeah, good for him. I didn't realize he was Australian. I I didn't either. um, Assumed he was of Asian descent, which I'm sure he is. Yeah. But uh, born in Australia. 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 Forsters. Yeah, it's not a knife. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't do it. Very limited on my Australian accent, so. All right, moving on to Drinking Buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit-faced, fucked up, drunk, shivoed, if you will, and I will, with Keenan. Who's your drinking buddy? Shit-faced, shivoed, fucked up. And drunk. Is this like a? Is this like a drinking er- buddies? Is this like an early two thousands rock? <laughs> I guess so. Have you watched that Woodstock ninety nine documentary? No, yet? I've seen it on HBO Max. I need to do you, it. It's fucked up. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna go with the sister. Uh, you know, partially. You know, no, that's fair. No, no, I, I like it. My you know. um, my cop out was not Gabriel. That's all I said. Not Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. I'll anybody, go with but anyone but him. Does that include Madison? Would you have a drink with Madison? Yeah, of course. But Gabriel's going to be there in the back of the head the whole time. Uh, well, yeah. I'm See, that would make me a little creeped out. Not knowing if... Eh. Yeah, I guess do I know... This is the back of your head feeling, Madison. Are we talking Madison before I know the twist or after? Because after, maybe not. Yeah, because if you're sitting at a place with her and the lights flicker, are you going to be like, uh, check, please? I'm out, yeah. Yep, uh, check. yeah. I would be out. Yeah. Yeah, All not Gabriel. Right. That's good. There's really not no good options in this movie. No, it's just, not that, say it's just not that kind of movie. Uh I guess Kakoa, maybe was that the yeah. name? Yeah, maybe the mom likes to get drunk. You know, I could drink with the abusive husband. I'm sure he's a raging. He even said he's like, <laughs> I quit drinking. Oh, I'm surprised. They probably had a bunch of Jaeger chilling in the yeah. fridge or the freezer. How many times are you gonna let my baby die inside of you? <laughs> this is the most fucked up. Shit. I'm definitely gonna reserve that for when I get a girl pregnant and she has a miscarriage. Oh, you're gonna say that? Huh? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just <laughs> too many times. Too good an opportunity not to. Oh man, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. You can just, get yeah. slapped. Why wouldn't I want? I mean, why would I give up the chance to emotionally scar a woman for life? I just I, can't. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't I do that? I, you get very few opportunities. Like exactly. That, you know? You'd see a carpe diem. <laughs> Seize the carp. All right, moving on to Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics at a 75 percent. Under, over 76 percent. All right. I will set the audience at a 51 percent. Over. 
Under 50%. Really? Yeah. Very divided on this film. Okay, yeah. I'd say about as divided as you can be. Yeah, right down 50, the middle. 50 The IMDb on this was? I I don't know. 6.3. Uh, 6.3. 6.3. Okay. Uh, I, I still never understand. There's always a huge disparity between Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. It's like they're different scales or something. Yeah. Well, Because 6.3 is a pretty goddamn decent IMDb score. You might get different users or something like that. You, I don't know. You don't see much above an eight on IMDb. Yeah. Well, if it is, I think it's like 8.3 and above is like you're in their top 250 mo- movies yeah. list or whatever. You just, so, yeah. you never see. So 6.3 for a horror film, especially. is yeah, It's not bad. For IMDb, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for episode. Well, what are you rating it? Oh, I'm sorry. My oh yeah, my real best ranking. Yeah. I, I oh my real my real best ranking is a three point seven five out of five beers. Three point seven five. I very much enjoyed this film. Damn. Uh well, I'm gonna give it a two and a half beers out of five. That's fine. I, yeah. I that's okay. It's uh, not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not the best, but I do want to watch it again. So. I think it was a good candidate for the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely. And I kept wondering why. When you had said that, I was like, the guy that made The Conjuring, I'm just going to be scared the whole fucking time. But then yeah. quickly I saw, and we should say, how, how how did you feel about the CG? Or not the CG, but just Gabriel's face in general. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't hate the execution. It had to have been mostly computer generated. Yeah. It wasn't definitely wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not like a mask you can sell, though, for a Halloween costume. No. You know, but James Wan's not the type of horror director to be like, want to make sure we can fucking sell some merch <laughs> market this. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's true. It's not Wes Craven. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Worth your time, I think, you know, yeah, it's worth it's worth a it's worth a, a look. See, as you're we're all going back into lockdown or the never ending covid. If you want to stay home, I know we're not going back. Oh, into we're lockdown, not. No, we're not going back. Into I'm lockdown. just saying, you know, if we're, you're still afraid to go outside, you know, just watch this movie instead. Or don't be afraid to go outside. If you're if you're vaccinated and you're wearing the mask and doing your thing, live your life. It's fine. You're going to be OK. Yeah, but stay home and watch this movie. And then also, go outside yeah, no, I mean, you and can't, listen to the podcast. You can't be outside all the time. So No, yeah. that's why we have shelter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you for listening to episode 96 of Real Buzz Takes. Oh. Or is it 97? It's 96 or 97? I don't know, but we're almost to 98 degrees. Yep. We are the Real Buzz 2. Keenan, take us out. <laughs> Didn't mean to hit that. Sorry. Was that O Canada? It was. Ah, that's O Canada. You can hit, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got to say. Go out on that. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. Concludes our broadcast day. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> Zippity-doo-dah. Oh, thank you.